Yo, 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 welcome back to episode 8 of Andrew to Earth. I'm really glad to be back talking to y'all. Um, the first thing I want to hop into right now is uh, my favorite video right now is actually Chambea by Bad Bunny. And uh, the reason, like, I love this song already. Like, I really fuck with the track. Um, but like when I watch the video, I get so excited because like the start of the video is um, is him on the rooftop uh, with Ric Flair. And every time I see Ric Flair going into his shit, all I can think is like, I really hope I never find out that like Ric Flair is racist as fuck. Because Ric Flair look, he look like one of the motherfuckers that might be like he might have a Confederate flag like tatted on his ass cheeks or on his dick somewhere. Um, so when you get hard, like the flag raises and shit. Um, but I really hope that, uh, I never find out that Ric Flair is racist as fuck. Cause as far as I'm concerned right now, um, Ric Flair is a national fucking treasure and we should protect that man by any means necessary. Um, probably not to the same level that we should protect Obama. And, uh, but well, first off, and let me not even say Obama, not probably not to the level that we should protect my man, Barack. Um, and, uh, probably not the level, um, that we should, uh, that we should protect Michelle at, but, um, yeah, Ric Flair, if you ever listen to this, I hope you're not racist as fuck, my guy, I really have trust in you, um, but, um, yo, the other day, I was, I was actually crossing the street, and, um, I almost got hit by a fucking car, and the shit was like I, I mean I live in New York City So it's like Almost getting hit by cars Is like a, a everyday occurrence But the shit that bugged me out About this one Was that I almost got hit by the car And I did that thing right So it's like When you When you about to get hit by a car In New York City You have two choices right You either just keep going With the flow And you hope that nigga hits you So you can sue him Or you stop in the middle of the street And you wait right And you give him that look Like yo What the fuck is really good so I give the person I look and I'm just like, yo, what the fuck is really good? And when I look, it's an old lady um, and on her lap, she has her dog, which is like a chihuahua, um, sitting on her lap. And he's like sticking his head out the window. But that's what was crazy to me because I'm sitting there and I almost got hit by this bitch. And she's paying more attention to the dog being on her lap. Um, than she was paying attention to uh, to me crossing the street, you know what I'm saying? Which is a is a grave testament to the fact that like black lives don't matter, you know what I'm saying? Not even if you crossing the street, like I don't even I don't even I don't even got to get shot for that shit no more. Like like bitches just be like, yo, your life don't matter because I'm driving with my dog on my lap, and therefore the dog matters more than you do, you know what I'm saying? If it was a black dog, then. You know, maybe we would have had like a race war or some shit like that. But the nigga was light skinned. He was Puerto Rican. He was a Chihuahua. No, he's Mexican. He's Mexican. He's a Chihuahua. He's Mexican. Um, so I let that nigga get the pass. You know what I'm saying? Um, this episode might be on a different type of time just because like I got a lot of topics in here. I don't really know. I feel like a lot of them I might want to open up <laughs> into into like some other shit but at the same time i feel like being me i'm just probably just gonna skim past a lot of shit so i got 10 joints left um that i want to talk about the first was that i hope rick flair is not a racist and the second was the dog thing and i'm gonna just keep going down the list i'm gonna burn this shit too because i'm gonna be honest with y'all the podcast shit is crazy in the sense that like i want to keep up with it like i want to get more active with it um, but right now what's happening 
is that I'm sorry. I'm this is a, this is what sucks about actually looking at shit on my phone while people are texting me because then I get distracted by the text messages. Um, speaking of that, I don't even remember where the fuck I was going with this point, and I've had a few drinks, so I'm gonna just keep drinking. I'm gonna just keep going on. Um, one of the things that I want to talk about, um, and this is probably gonna pertain to a lot of people right now. Is um, I think right now we live in it, and it, it, we live in a very internet era, right? And so everybody seems so visible. And I guess what made me originally think about this was because um, I follow a lot of people on Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is, and I see a lot of them. And like everybody f- looks for the internet, like they got life figured out. And I just wanted to to say as a reminder, like. Just remember when you feel in doubt, especially if you're in your 20s. And this kind of applies for you if you're in your 30s as well. You know what I mean? Everybody has bills to pay and we we all level up. We all get time in. We all get experience in. And, and, and with that, you know, sometimes it comes money. Sometimes it comes a lot of other things. Um, but hopefully, you know, with the time and the experience comes money. Um, your 20s and like your early years are really for you to... Um, for you to for you to conquer the world by mistake, man. I feel like a lot of people right now are just really on that type of time where they feel like their twenties is their time to figure life out entirely. And like that's a funny thing, um, in the sense that like it's this conversation that I've been having with my daughter, and she's five, and she told me the other day uh, we were in the car, and she told me the other day that she had life figured out. I said, "Word," I said, "Well, you should have it figured out by now." For what you're doing Because right now You're five years old I was like Your life shouldn't be about Anything more than Playing with your toys So if you know What toys you're gonna Play with When we get back home And you figure You got that figured out Then yeah I'm glad that you got Life figured out But I just wanna remind y'all Man your 20s Is not to figure life out Dog Take that from somebody Who's 31 right now your, your 20s is really not to figure it out And there's a lot of motherfuckers out here Acting like they gotta figure it out There's a lot of people out here holding titles They social media this, they marketing this um, They're a brand ambassador And they tell you that they all kinds of shit But I'm gonna tell you right now From from running into a lot of these people at bars And hearing their fucking stories A lot of them motherfuckers don't have shit figured out And a lot of them are living in the neighborhoods That you paying rent in right now and you sitting down and you working your ass off and you paying your rent and you sit down and you look at the money that you have left after you pay all your bills and you like, fuck, I can't even really go out and chill right now. And you know what? That's a normal thing. It's normal for you to be in your 20s and feel like you working your ass off and you paying rent and you don't have no money to play around with. Because I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of the people out here, and that's one of the things that's um that's going on in New York and I'm sure it's going on in other major cities, especially with gentrification being like such a major topic, is a lot of these fucking gentrifying motherfuckers is coming in and they living off their parents' money, man. They living off their parents' money. I, you know how many motherfuckers I run into when they tell me they are artists or they are guitarists or whatever shit they playing in some fucking band or some shit. And then when you find out, when you really open these motherfuckers up, um, which is one of the reasons that I love. Uh, if you've ever chilled with me, if you ever met me, if you ever got to know me on a certain level, you'll know one of the first things I invite people out to do is drink. I don't want to go to no art events with you. I don't want to go out to eat with you. I don't want to do none of that shit. And the reason why I like going out to drink with people is because I feel like there's something about alcohol that loosens people up, right? Um, Your levels of inhibition lower a little bit and sometimes a lot. And that's when you start to get the real people. And I think that I like to go out and drink with people when I first get to know them because I want to know who I'm fucking with. You know what I'm saying? I really feel like 
for me, I'm an open book. I don't really think anybody has ever run into me and felt like they didn't know who I was or they didn't really understand the type of time that I was moving on because I've always been the type of person to put that out. And um, sometimes it works against me, man. Sometimes I think for the most part, I think the most people don't fuck with me because I just don't subscribe to the same type of shit that they subscribe to. I think that um, when I'm out and a lot of people meet me and the fact that I'm so loose with my shit um, in the sense that like, I don't really give a fuck what you think. I don't give a fuck what you heard. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I'm just moving, moving on, on, a, on the accord that I'm moving on. I think it makes a lot of people not want to fuck with me because I just don't sound on paper like the type of person who they'd like to be around and maybe I'm not. Um, but I think that, um, keeping that in mind is, 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 is a good thing, man, because you, you always have to be true, uh, to who you are. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of people out here are inventing personas for themselves and then they start that shit online. And that's crazy too, because I remember like, I feel like Twitter was really popping back in like, oh nine. Um, 2008, 2009, I think this was that ever, like, before you could at somebody and, like, the shit would self-populate, like, I've been on Twitter since back in the day where, like, when you added somebody, you had to actually remember their entire, like, username, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, that was before there was bots and all that shit, like, niggas was really creating unique shit, and so you had to actually remember somebody's full at name to add them, like, you had to put that shit in manually, and then as the shit got back, got down further and it got into like automation and like everybody was just kind of like building their shit and then the check marks came in and all of that. I feel like a lot of people took advantage of that system and they built themselves up as this thing online. And then what started happening was is that they then took that online personality that they are or what they became and they really started taking that shit out into the real world. Like it was a real thing and that's why now people will go out and they'll see like their favorite YouTube personality being like a waiter at so-and-so restaurant. And they're like, oh, what are you doing here? Like, aren't you rich and famous? And it's like, no, they're not rich and famous. They're just a familiar face. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like like that shit bugs me out sometimes when I think about it, because then like the other day I was talking to somebody and I was just like, and this is a conversation that I've had with a few people and um. It's, it's just based on the premise that like there can like there's no more greats anymore. You know what I mean? Back then, people who were great were people that you had no access to. You know what I mean? They were the Eddie Murphys, the Michael Jacksons, the Michael Jordans, the Mike Tysons, Muhammad Ali's. Like these are all people who really stood out um, for what it was that they were great at um, at the time that they were great at it. And you had zero access to them. Right. They were so far gone like if you think about it right now like in the social media era like prince was alive when 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 twitter was already in full swing but it the shit changes the shit really changes when you feel like somebody gets a twitter account is and you feel like you have access to them and you feel like you own the rights to them which i think is 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 one of those weird things about celebrity which is why that chick the other day i'm not even gonna give her the dignity of saying her name one because i don't want to say her name and two because i don't even remember her name i think her last name was like ingram or some shit like that first name start with an l we just gonna call her a lie um when long island started saying some shit and she was just like she wished that uh basketball players when lebron said something about social injustice that they wish that they would just dribble and shut the fuck up or some shit like that she didn't say shut the fuck up but i'm a, i'm not for the, for the sake of this argument we're gonna say that she said shut the fuck up 
um, when she was just like, I wish they would just dribble and shut up. And LeBron was just like, eh, nah, that's not going to happen. Because we, we, we put these people in, in boxes, right? And we put them and we tell ourselves and we tell each other um, that they're celebrities. And once we put that celebrity title on them, we forget that they're just regular people like you and I. And I think one of the most important parts to, to when, when thinking about that shit was the fact that she told this nigga that she wishes they would just dribble and shut up. Like, he's not an American citizen. Like, he doesn't live under the same laws that we live under. And, like, his voice should carry less weight than the average citizen because he's in the public eye. And that shit is crazy when you think about it because then it's just like it shows you the separation that we put between celebrities and ourselves. And I think that that's why it's so easy for people to condemn celebrities or to call out their behaviors or to call out the average shit that they're doing, which is the same bullshit that everybody's doing or that most people are doing, regardless of how conservative you might think you are. And then because they're in the public eye, we hold them to a different standard than we do ourselves. And um, and I, that, that shit is just crazy to me, man, especially when we're dealing with situations like I don't know if you guys saw um, there was this conversation the other day. Well, not the other day. It was a conversation like maybe like a month or so back um, with Cardi B. And they were saying, you know, Cardi B should watch her lyrics because people look up to her. And I was just like, in my mind, I was just like, yeah, people might look up to her. But dog, at the end of the day, if you worried about your kids looking up more to Cardi B than they look to you, that's a you problem, nigga. That's not a Cardi B problem. Don't hit up Cardi B. Don't act Cardi B and fucking be like, hey, I would really wish you would tone down your content because my daughter like totally looks up to you. No, your daughter should totally shut the fuck up. You should totally shut the fuck up. All y'all niggas should just sit down in your living room and have a moment of silence for your fucking parenting, okay? You shouldn't be holding celebrities accountable for the fact that you don't know how to parent your kids. If you don't know how to parent your kids, then say you don't know how to parent your kids. You know what I'm saying? Call in an official. Get somebody with a striped shirt. Get a referee. Them niggas come with whistles. All they do is run up and down all day and do-do-do-do-do-do. Like, get one of them niggas. You know what I'm saying? Get somebody to referee your shit. And even better, even better, since you hold Cardi B to such a high fucking standard that you think she should be leading the way for your kids, when your parenting fails, you should get Cardi B in as a referee. That's a commercial. When your kids is wilding out and you say some shit back and your kids say some shit back, the commercial should be Cardi B runs in with the whistle and she's like, she's like, yo, flag on the play on you, the parent. You know what I'm saying? Because you bugging the fuck out, man. Um, but yeah, I guess that's that. Um, I'm moving through topics on my phone as I go with this. I'm dwindling them down. I actually thought this was going to be a lot worse uh, than it actually is. But there are a lot of topics that are either that were time sensitive and they're no longer relevant or they are ones that I don't care to talk about anymore because I think the funny thing about when you list things down and you want to talk about them on a podcast is that um, you don't realize in that moment how much of a momenty thing that emotion or that thought is. So a lot of the things you end up passing up on, because if you lose the emotion behind that thought, you can't you can't really bring it back with the same nuance. So I'm just going down that list. Um the next one on the list is actually why I don't like dating women who wear weaves and wigs. 
and this is probably not going to resonate with a certain group of people. I'm not going to point any elbows. Um, but uh, I guess the reason why I don't really like dating women with, with weaves and wigs is not that I don't appreciate how they look in it. Because I could get it. Like, I fuck with it. You know what I mean? And I think there's so much pressure put on women. And that's why I always find it like the one thing I will say about this as a criticism is that I always find it funny when motherfuckers try to shit on women for wearing weaves and wigs. But it's like when you push a certain fucking standard and you got a group of women who don't meet that standard, you kind of can't be mad at them when they try to meet that standard. Because then it's like you damned if you're doing you damned if you don't and you're damning them for doing exactly what it is that you're trying to push. With that being said, I'm probably part of the problem um, in the sense that like I don't like I don't like dating women who wear weaves and wigs, not because I don't like the look. I can appreciate the look, but just because I'm so used to being like once we get like I'm I'm very I'm very cordial. I'm, I'm not saying I'm timid, but like I'm the type of person like I, I've never asked a woman to get naked for me. I don't do that kind of shit. I've just in my I don't I I'm, I don't pull my dick out until you pull my dick out for me. So I'm just I'm just always used to dealing with either aggressive women or women that I can be so non-aggressive with that they become aggressive. And then once we get to that type of time, the shit is on. But then when I get that kind of aggression going on, the last thing I want to do is pull on your hair and either... One, have you tell me I can't do that? Like, there's a fucking rule book to the shit. Or two, even worse, I yank on your shit and your whole shit come off. Because there's nothing like, if you having sex with somebody and you just chilling, y'all getting your thing on, you know what I mean? You get aggressive and you go to pull on the hair and the whole week, the whole fucking, like, like Drake said, right? More hits for your head top. And all the hits for her head top just come off and them shits is laying in your hands. Like, you just got the whole fucking mixtape just then and there, like, by accident. And I can't deal with that kind of shit. So um, if you wear a weave or a wig, I'm sorry. But if I knew it or I knew about it, and especially, hey, listen, if you have a weave, uh, just a pro tip. I don't know what y'all do. I don't think you can wash it. I don't know if that's something you could put in like a pillowcase and throw it in the washing machine and keep it clean. Um, But you should probably keep that clean because I've met like a couple of people whose weaves stank. And I don't know how, because in my mind is, I mean, I guess it's on your scalp, but I don't know what kind of foot to stink. Because I the idea of hair stinking is just weird to me. Um, but I've met a few people whose weave stinks. So um, uh, if your weave stinks, uh, maybe you should think about going to your nearest dry cleaner. Um, I think, I guess you could treat it like a teddy bear. You put it in a pillowcase, you tie the pillowcase uh, in a knot. And you toss that in the washing machine and, you know, some of the soap and suds and shit like that gets in there. It cleans it and you hang it out on the porch and you dry it. You know what I mean? You do a weekend thing. You don't go out for the weekend. That's pretty much what it comes down to. You staying home. You don't go out for the weekend. You put it out on the porch or you put it out on the fire escape or you hang it out a window. You put a hanger through it or some shit like that. And you let that motherfucker air dry. You know what I'm saying? Let it air dry. Let all the let all the the fucking uh, gain or tide smell really get through it. You know what I'm saying? It's a good thing. Um, yo, I thought about this shit the other day too. Uh, 
actually i'm gonna move this topic up i'm gonna move i'm gonna move one topic up i'm gonna do an active joint while i'm on the phone with y'all well while i'm on the phone with y'all while i'm on my phone with y'all um i just want to send a big fuck you to uh to fat kids deals um i'm broke nigga whoever it is that runs the fat kid deals and i'm gonna let you know right now I'm saying fuck you, fat kid deals. But if you're on Twitter, I need you to get into your search bar right now and type the at symbol and type fat kids. Oh, uh, not fat kids. That's a completely different fucking thing. At fat kid deals. Fat kid deals fucked me up because I think fat kid deals started off by doing like food shits or something like that, which is where the fat kids thing came from. But Fat Kid Deals right now has so many fucking deals for so much random shit that is on Amazon or eBay. I'm going to let you know right now, if you follow Fat Kid Deals, do so with caution. Do so with extreme caution. But I'm letting you know right now, you about to spend a lot of money that you don't even fucking have. They put like the dopest shit on there. And um, I caught a couple deals off of Fat Kid Deals. There's a couple joints that I got. I think there was a couple of them off Amazon. And uh, maybe like one or two of them from eBay, but, but like the Amazon deals is usually what I'll be looking for just because I don't want to go through the through the hassle of creating an eBay account, which, by the way, had it not been for the fact that my company has an eBay account, I wouldn't even know that people were still using eBay. I didn't even know that businesses use eBay, um, but our business does. Um, and, and, uh, fat kid deals just puts up some, some wild sick joints. They be having a wild deals on everything. So shout out to fat kid deals, but also fuck you fat kid deals. Cause, uh, y'all niggas, if it's just one of y'all, or if it's multiple people, y'all making me spend a lot of fucking money that I don't have tired of your shit. Fix it. Have less deals, have slim kid deals, have slim guy deals where it's a deal, but people look at it and they go, eh, eh, not enough. But this fat kid deals idea is just too much. It's too much. It's like fat. It's just too much. You can't put that much out there like that. It's very frustrating for me. I don't know how to handle it, nor does my bank account. And shout out to the people who have the bank accounts that are good enough to support them and their fat kid deals habits. I don't know what jobs you guys have, but I would like to get one. Let me know. Shoot me an application at Andrew the Earth on Twitter at Andrew the Earth on uh, Instagram as well. Shoot me something. Send me something. Send help. Like Hurricane. Oh no, that's not. I can't use Hurricane Katrina. What was the latest disaster? No, the latest disaster was the mass shooting, which we're gonna get into that shit. Um. Wow, I'm really approaching the end of my list. I really didn't think that this was gonna go by. So quickly, um, the episode is at like 22 minutes right now. Um, I realized something the other day and this shit is, this shit is so problematic for me. Um, the other day I was on the train and I realized that the MTA is actually fucking up people's social lives. It's fucking up mine, at least personally. And what I, what, what I, what I'm saying is that like, I remember when I, it didn't matter what borough anybody was in, right? I would always go out and chill and then tell me, it didn't matter if you tell me you was in, you was in Harlem, you was in the Bronx, Harlem isn't a borough, but Harlem is Harlem. Harlem should be a borough, by the way. 
Uh, it didn't matter if you was in Harlem, you was in the Bronx, you was in Wash Heights, you was in Brooklyn. I didn't really care. I was always moving around. I was always hanging around with everybody. But the MTA is like subtly fucking up everybody's social lives right now because this service is so shitty, especially at night. It makes it such a hassle to get home. So where you would normally maybe take two trains to get home, you now got to take like six trains to get home. And on top of you having to take the six trains, it's late at night. So the shit's is coming wild slow. This is this is now resulting in that type of shit where you get off of one train and you know you waiting for the next train, but you've been waiting for so long that you fall asleep on the fucking bench and then the train passes and you've been drinking so much that the shit, the noise of the train coming in don't even wake you up because it's just been noisy all down there the whole time because you got them yellow joints moving through. Um, if you've never taken the New York City subway, there's these yellow trains that move through. They're like the old school, um, they're like old school Thomas the Train Engine type of motherfuckers. And what they do is they move through and they have like maybe one or two of the regular train cars behind them that are just for like MTA employees. And what most of them are is like trash collectors. So like they'll stop at certain stations and they'll like take the trash out of the fucking cans of the station. You toss them in and you keep going. Um, they're not as exciting as my concept of what I thought to be money trains, which I don't even know if those are real. I would love to believe that money trains are real. Um, if you haven't seen the, money, the movie Money Train, it's with uh, Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson and J-Lo. Some really dope 90s fucking filmmaking right there. Um, so they're not exciting as if the money train was coming through because the money train come through. Niggas got shotguns and all that shit. Like, that's really gangster shit. Um as a matter of fact, I would have loved to see, um, I went to see Den of Thieves a couple weeks back. Den of Thieves would have made a great money train too if they did it in New York and they did it with the with the subway money trains. That would probably be a good idea. But um, the MTA is really fucking this shit up because it's like now, when I know people live in certain boroughs and they in certain areas and I know it's going to take me a certain amount of time to get home, I'm not even going to see those people anymore. And it's fucking up my whole shit. And I really feel like the MTA is 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 not only fucking up like the social life as like a friend level, but the MTA, I realize, is also redefining what it is to be in a long distance relationship. And I say that because if you really think about it, like living in New York City, because of how dense the city is and how like hard it is to get around, even though we have the MTA and like the trains are supposedly everywhere. It's hard because in New York City, I feel like what everybody considers a long distance relationship is if you cross country or you in a different country or like you're a couple of states away. But what I realize now living in New York City is like what's a long distance relationship now because of the MTA is realistically like, do you live in another borough? Because if you live in another borough and if it's not like right on the border of my borough, that's just long distance, dog, because I might go to your house. And then I might leave tonight, but I don't know when the fuck I'm getting back home. I might get home tonight. I get my. I might get home tomorrow. I might get home in two weeks, depending on what the fuck the MTA decides to do if the trains are running and shit. Um, so the MTA is fucking up the game. So if you're in New York City right now and you're in a long distance relationship, I feel for you, bro. I really do. Or ma'am or miss or whatever it is that women like to be called. I don't know. Yo, you know what my man told me the other day? My man told me the other day... Um, he says something to me about about uh, uh, a certain girl or something, someone with a vagina that he was talking to. And he referred to her as a female. And I, I texted him and I was just like, yo, you know, that's that's like kind of offensive and ignorant. I said, 
And he was like, well, what should I say? And I said, you should say a woman. <laughs> and what he told me was that a lot of women get offended when you call them a woman. Uh, a woman. You see what fucking... A lot of women will get offended if you call them a woman. So I told him, I was like, well, who are these women that you're dealing with who would get offended where you call them a woman, but would prefer that you call them a female? And he was like, a whole bunch of women. And that's another thing I don't fucking get. Like, what is this? What is this thing where guys call women females? We know they're females, right? If they were born as females, we call them females. But like female could be anything. You could be a female pig. You could be a female dog. You could be a whole bunch of shit. And so I never really got this idea of like when people refer to women as females, because in my mind, I'm just like, that's a woman. If you identify as that, you're a woman. You're not a female. A female could be a lot of things, but a woman says that you're a female human, I guess, in a sense, is where I was going with that. And I just like thought the idea of referring to a woman as a female just kind of like breaks it down to almost such a simple level that it's insulting, you know? I don't really know. I never really got that shit. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, yo, I'm going to let y'all know right now. I have such a deep love. And this love has gone deeper than my love for J-Lo. I have such a deep love for Sia. So, Sia, um, when you listening to this, and I know you're going to hear it at some point, because it's going to be like some random event years down the line, and you and I are going to be sitting next to each other, and we're be like, you know... I mentioned you in episode eight of my podcast and um and you're gonna listen to this. So see if you listen to this, just do me a favor. Never, ever, ever, ever stop making music, baby. I love, I love Sia's music. I um there's something about there's something about the artistry that goes into her videos. And I really think that that's what makes her music uber powerful i think that the songs themselves are super powerful but i think that her her videos really take them up into another level and the fact that you never actually see her in her own fucking music videos is um is really dope i really appreciate that shit um what else covered the mta shit i covered the c shit um this one topic that keeps like the MTA um, changing what a long distance relationship is. That shit keeps jumping around every time I try to move up. So I'm gonna just keep it where the fuck it's at and check it off of the list. I think I got two more joints to go and then I'm gonna cut this episode off. Um, the one joint I wanted to talk about was, I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, you'll probably notice if you look through like that section, I don't know what that shit is, like the like section where you can see what the people you follow are liking. A lot of people might notice that I like a lot of female bodybuilder chicks. And it's not because I'm one of those guys who like sits down and it's just like, I can't wait for this chick to like come and show me her muscles and like punch my dick and no shit like that. Um, the reason why I follow so many female bodybuilders are that I like their photos enough that they show up a lot in my, in my, um, in my explore page is that at first um, when I first got into the gym, I started following a lot of guys who are bodybuilders. But the problem with following guys who are bodybuilders when you have a slim build like me is that you can't relate to none of these niggas. Because the niggas who really doing numbers um, on Instagram and shit like that, these are like some Hulk looking motherfuckers. Like they look like they're like they're competing for the open a jar of pickles Olympics 
and they want to open the jar so hard that the jar fucking closes itself back. And so when I see these like massive hulkish motherfuckers, I can't relate to them. And because I'm tall, I'm slim. You know what I mean? I got a slender build. I'm now putting muscle on my shit. But I honestly feel like there's some brolic, like uh, when a when a woman is brolic, it it's closer to the type of body that I want. Like, cause they're brolic, but they're ripped. They're not just these massive blobs of like weight moving material. But they're really cut up. They really got like abs and shit like that. Their arms look crazy. Their backs look crazy. So in case you were wondering why this nigga keep liking all these muscly ass chicks who got these manly ass bodies, but these very pretty faces, that's the reason, okay? It's not because I want these muscular bitches to choke me out. It's not because I want them punching my dick. It's not because I want them stepping on my testicles or putting them big ass clits in my face. You know what I'm saying? Because they got the they got their joints. I assume sometimes I see some of these chicks that lift and I'm just like, even the small ones, I'm just like, yeah, I wonder what her clit look like. Cause I seen like, if you ever watched the muscle chick porn, like I, I, if you haven't figured out by now, I've watched like every fucking type of porn that there is. And the more that they create, the more I'm going to look into. Um, and when I watch them, I'm just like, yo, these chicks, like even they clits look like they look like the pussy been working out, like the pussy been doing mad pushups and shit. And they clits just look different because they start to look more like little dicks. And that shit is weird to me personally. Not to say that anything is wrong with it if that's what you're into or if that's what you do. I'm not here to shame anybody. So don't even get on that type of time with me. I'm an equal opportunity lender. I will lend my opinion equally if the opportunity presents itself. I will. But um, I just can't. I don't I can't get with the big clit thing. I just can't. Um, I know people said that uh, Lady Gaga was a hermaphrodite. I'm just going to let y'all know right now. I love Lady Gaga. She can do no wrong in my eyes. I don't even call her Lady Gaga. I call her Stephanie. That's my girl for real, for real. Um, and I love her. So if she has one of those big, big clits, um, maybe I, maybe she'll get a pass for me personally. But other than that, nobody else is getting a pass. Nobody else is getting a pass. Um, I honestly don't think most people know what a hermaphrodite is. I'm not going to sit here in front like I know exactly what the definition is. And um, yeah. Um, with that being said, uh, I just want to say I had a very interesting conversation with a feminist the other day. We were at the bar. We had a conversation that was about two hours long. And uh, we pretty much took over the entire bar. I think at one point people got really quiet just to see what the fuck it was that we were arguing about, even though we seemed like we were really into conversing with one another. Um, and so uh, this is um, this is some serious uh, Me Too era property. Um, and one of the things that I feel she disagreed with me on was a theory that I have in that 2018 is the year that we as men stop approaching women. I think that right now, um, with Me Too going on, a lot of dudes are shaking and in shambles, which I think most of it is bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody knows who's rapey. Everybody knows who's not. And now, motherfuckers is calling people out on it, as they should. Um, but I really feel like 2018 might be that year that we stop approaching women. You know what I'm saying? We really got to appreciate ourselves, kings. You know what I'm saying? We got to appreciate our dicks. Got to stop throwing a dick in all these fucking random vaginas. Got to appreciate your shit. You know what I'm saying? 
put the key oh no i was about to say put the key in the ignition but that's the mark kelly shit that nigga been wild rapey for mad long yo yo speaking of r kelly i saw today um there was a, a post about r kelly getting evicted uh kicked out of no the post said r kelly <laughs> homes are repossessed or some shit like that and somebody who runs the social media um for some fox station or whatever it was i'm pretty sure it was fox put up a tweet and they quote tweeted it and they said it's the remix to eviction and uh people started going in on the tweets underneath and i think somebody said nah he don't got no kitchen um and they started going out i'm gonna try i'm gonna try and tweet it on, on twitter um i'm trying to find it and then tweet it back out but i thought that shit was hilarious but yeah 2018 might be that year man this might be that year that we stop approaching women we start doing hey ma and we just go about minding our own business when we see each other in the street we pick each other up you know what i mean really spend time with each other really get the quality going on so that now um I'm, what i'm hoping is that sometime in 2020 uh if we stand strong as a community of men uh what i hope will happen is that we get to us two era hashtag us two where women start grabbing us in the street and they'll be like, yo, what's up, pa? What you doing? Where you going? Oh, you know, you look real good in them gray sweats. Oh, I like you. Yo, 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 my man in the Jordans. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really hope that women get to that aggressive level with us um, when they start to objectify us because I think that's important. I mean, I love it. I love it when women objectify me. I, I, I ask for that shit. I don't like when people tell me uh, so much about my good qualities as a person. I'm just like, tell me about my dick. Tell me about my head. Tell me about my eyes. Like, tell me something. Objectify the fuck out of me, please. I need that. Um... And with that being said, I'm 37 minutes in, and I think you probably heard enough about me for right now. So this is episode eight. This is Andrew to Earth. I really appreciate y'all sticking through with me. Um, shout out to everybody once again who uh, who's always supported the show, who's kept me recording. Um, definitely, um, I really appreciate y'all, man, for real, for real. And uh, I guess I'm going to catch y'all on the flip. I thought this was going to be like an hour-long fucking episode. I just barely made it over half an hour. What kind of bullshit is this? This is bullshit. But anyway, um, I think 37 minutes is about enough time. I mean, you're fucking here talking about nonsense. So this is Andrew to Earth. This has been episode eight. Um, shout out to people who do Botox. Um, I really love to see y'all smile and to watch you struggle through that shit. That shit is crazy. Um um what else um shout out to all the women out there pushing weights and i got big muscles and big clits um i don't know i, I guess young ma is gonna highlight y'all at some point i don't know how that works um uh shout out to young ma um shout out to cardi b um i hope at some point she plans on putting out an album i just realized all she has out is singles um I just went to see uh the other night black panther black panther was dope so be on the lookout um and um what's this year this is 2018 be on the lookout in 2019 2020 for there a lot of be for there to be a lot of people uh naming their kids fucking uh wakanda um you're gonna have wakanda jenkins uh wakanda brown uh wakanda james you're gonna have a lot of wakandas in class um so wakanda is gonna be the new shit um i really love that people came out so hard for um not physically hard but that people came out in so much numbers with their money i guess excuse me for black panther um because I, I feel like it was one of the first opportunities that black people as a whole really had a moment to feel prideful about what was on screen and all that shit and um 
you know, shout out to that. I really thought that was a dope experience. Um, I went to see it the other night. It was fucking phenomenal. I loved it. Um, uh, fuck Michael B. Jordan because I think at that point when he came out that first time when he took his shirt off, everybody looked at their girlfriend to see how hard the bitch was staring at his shit. Um, all of those scars he had on his body, the nigga had a little bushwick, bushwick, uh, fucking dreadlocks cut off with the glasses and shit. I see you out there, nigga, thinking you fancy motherfucker. That's not you. That's not you. It's not you. But shout out to everybody in the movie. I, overall, I thought it was a fucking phenomenal experience. I'm not going to drop any spoilers and no shit like that. But if you get a chance, definitely go to check out Black Panther. Um, it's well worth it. I think you should watch it at least three times. I think there were a lot of things in there that I didn't catch because I was just so in awe of watching that actual experience unfold on screen in front of me. Um, uh, I think the next joint I'm looking out for heavy, heavy is um where Lil Rel, um, Kyrie's gonna be, is the movie is Uncle Drew, and it's the character that they have, which is the old guy that Kyrie plays where he's busting niggas' asses. Um, Shaq is gonna be in the movie. Um, Tiffany Haddish is gonna be in the movie. Shout out to Tiff Haddish. Um, I think, Car I think Cardi B is the rap version of Tiff Haddish, where I think Tiffany Haddish is like the acting version of Cardi B in the sense that I feel like white people who have the the power of production and shit like that, who are creating these films, are so fascinated with the with the urban, uh, rugged female that they're really doing that thing right now. Um, I think it's going to be short-lived, um, which is why I'm kind of afraid to see where Cardi B is going to go after this. But I think that Cardi B happens to be such a fluid character that even if the rap thing doesn't work out, like she's just going to find another avenue to get these chips just being her, um, which I think is beautiful that she um, that she created that lane for herself and that she has the opportunity to do that. Um, Tiffany Haddish, I'm far less worried about because Tiffany Haddish is just a motherfucking monster. I feel like she just attacks anything um, that she goes at. And um, to understand her story and to understand that, like, I, I believe she was homeless or like living in her car or some shit like that. And to go from that to really being at the point where, like, I can't turn on my TV without seeing Tiffany Haddish. Um, I'm really proud of that. And I'm really proud of her. Um, but, yeah, I guess we're going to end this episode on that tip, right? Episode eight, Andrew to Earth. Uh, I just did this entire episode with a full drink that I didn't take a sip out of. So I was really into this. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate y'all. I love you guys. I'm out. Peace.